Welcome to Beretta Fleur Du Jour, a podcast where we explore our midlife experience. Where are you in your experience today? Hello and welcome to another edition of Beretta Fleur Du Jour. I'm your host, Beretta Fleur. If you're not familiar with my work, I am an author, podcaster, and confidence coach, and I help people and entrepreneurs, just like you, lead happier, more successful, more fulfilling lives, and I do that through coaching, content, and storytelling. If you're super observant, you may notice that I have changed my intro from women and entrepreneurs to people and entrepreneurs, and it's because I recently got feedback that One of my male listeners was like, hey, you know, I'm here too. I know that I always say niche down and know who your audience is, and I think I niche down a little too much. So welcome in, regardless of your pronoun, this podcast is for you if you're interested in growing your confidence, maybe growing a business, and just want to chat about the challenges we face when we're confronted with those things that might get in the way of us living our best, most fulfilled lives. Glad you're here and welcome to another episode. Today's episode is about detoxing from social media and finding positive ways to integrate social media into your life, into your social life, into your business model in a way that doesn't detract from the rest of your life. I was inspired to do this episode because I took a three-month hiatus from social, and I was really struck by some of the differences in my life and changes that I've made to my business plan. I wanted to share those things with you because I really feel like social media does have its place, but sometimes it's a little bit hard to figure out what that is and the best way to make social media work for you versus the other way around. I'm going to delve a little bit into my kind of findings about social media and the effect that it has on us physically and mentally. I'm going to go into an exercise where you can kind of isolate what you're using social media for and how it's working for you or how it's not working for you. And then from there, we can go into some ideas to maybe taking a detox from social media or simply putting some tools in place that will help you use it to your advantage and not abuse it or have it use you. Several months ago, a content creator I followed for years, her name is Ariel Meadow Stallings, and she's the author of Offbeat Bride, and most recently, From Shit Show to Afterglow, <laughs> and findyourafterglow.com, both of which are hugely original kind of self-dev resources on overcoming personal setbacks. So she wrote an essay which discusses attachment theory which I'll go into in a second, and how it relates to our phones and our relationship with our phones and social media, which really got me thinking about and interested in and delving into attachment theory and really thinking about my relationship with my phone and social and all of that. Attachment theory is the idea of As you're an infant, first you attach yourself to your caregiver, your primary caregiver, and then as the months go on, you might come into attaching to different people. A British psychologist named John Bowlby came up with this whole attachment theory that's been developed. And from there, attachment theory has been studied in the 60s and 70s, and a whole bunch of different theories have sprung up from that. But 
the idea is that you start bonding with either parents or objects even because they give you comfort. In a study that was done in the 60s with monkeys, they actually found that some monkeys started becoming attached to dolls. It's just interesting to me the way that our mind works and how we seek comfort or seek to self-soothe when things kind of hit the fan. And if you want to read about more anything that I quote or reference in this episode, I will link in my show notes so that if you find yourself wanting to dig a little deeper or step into that work, you can. Oh, and speaking of resources, Ariel on findyourafterglow.com offers a class on healing anxious attachment, which seems pretty cool. So that essay that Ariel Meadow Stallings wrote got me thinking about the attachment and almost the obsession level at times we can feel when we're interacting with social or when we're addicted to social media, especially if it's the case of, you know, social media that we use on our phones, that's pretty much within arm's reach at all times. Deciding to detach from my phone and testing this whole attachment theory thing was um, really an experience. And while I was off of my phone, I did a little bit of research on serotonin and dopamine. So dopamine, if you're not familiar, it's a neurotransmitter um, or chemical messenger used by your nervous system to get your nerve cells to talk to each other. Partially, it's responsible for how you feel pleasure, and it affects many parts of your behavior and your body functions, including your heart rate, blood pressure, kidney function, pain processing, mood, and attention. So dopamine can also be linked to what signals your brain to know when your stomach is full when you're eating, which is also a key factor linked to obesity, which is interesting to me because I will be going into food relationships in my next podcast. So dopamine being responsible for how you feel pleasure has actually been linked to when you see likes and feedback on Facebook and Instagram posts. And I can link those articles in the show notes. You're welcome to read as well and form your own conclusions. My conclusions were that dopamine and serotonin have a huge role in the way that your body decides if it's eating well, if it's sleeping well, if it's happy, if it's motivated, mood and function as far as memory and attention span are hugely affected by both serotonin and dopamine. Some research says yes, um, absolutely social media causes all this stuff. And then other research says, well, you know, maybe. Um, <laughs> if you're doing the social media detox and you decide to pull back, just note to yourself what you find happening um, within your own, you know, your sleep, your mood, your food, all of that stuff. So I decided that if I was going to have social media in my life, I needed to be way more intentional and have way more control over what it was in my life. And I'd like to do a little exercise so that you and I can pinpoint how social media is used in your life and if it's being abused or if it's using you. And after we do the exercise, I'd like to go into a plan for using social media in your life in a positive, productive way and in a way where it's not negatively affecting you.
So in this exercise on social media, let's look at when do you go on social? Do you do it in the morning when you first wake up? Do you do it kind of in the middle of the day when you have a break, maybe having lunch? Or do you do it in the evening to kind of unwind? Maybe while you're watching a show, you might be scrolling through social as well. So when do you go on social? And try and think of both kind of the time of day and how many times a day. So looking at when you go on social, how often are you doing other things while you're also on social? And finally, we're going to look at how you feel before, during, and after being on social. So how do you feel before you go on? Anxious, like you need to check it? Or is it more of a curiosity, like I wonder what I'm missing out on? I wonder what's going on? Or is it something that you have to do just in a business sense? Like now I have to go check social media because I need to stay competitive in business and I need to share and I need to be active. So how do you feel before you go on? While you're on social media, are you feeling good, uplifted, inspired, or productive? Or are you feeling rushed? Are you feeling distracted? Are you feeling maybe a little negative or maybe even a little annoyed or angered by things that you're seeing. What about after when you finally kind of close out or put down your phone? Are you finding that you're distracted by the content that you just saw? Are you feeling anxious or insecure about something? Are you feeling angry or frustrated by things that you've seen? Depressed, like maybe you're missing out on stuff? Or maybe even are you feeling a little envious or jealous of things that you've seen? So now that we've looked at how often you're on social media, when you're going on, um, how often if you're doing other things when checking social, and kind of how you're feeling, how it's affecting you, I want to look at how to manage your time with social and making sure it's not all-encompassing. So let's kind of go over those aspects one by one. If you've uncovered, oh, wow, I didn't realize I'm on social that much. Or, wow, I didn't realize that it kind of makes me feel like crap, you know, when I'm on it. Um, you might have also found that it's not making you feel good, but you also need to use it because you have a business or you're an influencer or you're a content creator. Let's kind of figure out how we can make social a more pleasant experience and how we can make it work for you as well as develop some healthy social media consuming habits to help it play less of a factor in your life as far as how you're feeling, your productivity, and your overall way that you interact with the world.
The first thing I want to have a conversation about is the time spent on social media. I've really recently realized that my time is finite and I really don't want to spend my time doing things that don't deserve my time. From folding laundry to recording a podcast even, I've become aware of how I spend my time and how I want to spend my time. If you're spending a lot of your time kind of aimlessly running around social media looking for either things that inspire and interest you, or maybe you're what I call anxiety scrolling, where you're just looking and looking and looking because you don't want to miss out on whatever's out there, but you have tons of platforms and accounts that you follow... It can be really time-consuming with not a lot of return. So I started setting alarms and timers for every single platform and app that I possibly can on my phone. And that really helps me manage my time. If you were on my Friday Live um, last week, I actually didn't turn my timer off. And in the middle of my live, Instagram went, nope, you've been on Instagram far too long. Get off and go to work. (laughs) I was like, oh no, where'd my live stream go? So I'll have to remember to turn that back off next Friday because now I do Friday lives on Instagram, if you didn't know. But anyway, setting timers on apps is super, super important because we get sucked in, right? We get distracted. The whole name of the game with social media is eyeballs. They're put there to distract you. Every single account is trying to distract you and get your attention. So um, I would start at 10 minutes per day. And I think Facebook and Instagram are actually linked now. So if you have a timer on one, it'll go to the other, but try both. If you're a business and you obviously you need to be on there interacting, posting, whatever, 25, if 20, if you can. And that also helps you actually work faster and be more productive. The second thing for time that I want you to do is to get in the habit of not keeping those apps on your phone. Whenever you pick up your phone, whether it's to check the weather, to check a text, if that app is always there, it is so easy to just pop over and be like, what's going on on Insta? What videos can I look at on TikTok? If your apps are not stored on your phone at all times, you have to go and download it to check it. So if you're trying to cut back on your social media time, that is huge. And also if you have privacy concerns. In downloading and having to enable camera and microphone access, you're really starting to be intentional about how you use those apps. The second thing that I wanted to go into was using social media while you're also doing other things. For me, I was mostly thinking about when I did this exercise, I was out at a restaurant not too long ago, and it upset me to see a family of three people, and they were all looking at their phones, not speaking, and shoving food in their mouths. And I'm not saying that because I've never done that. I'm saying that did not look like a happy family that was investing in each other and spending quality time together or even paying attention to the expensive food that they had just bought. And who knows, during that time, if they were even paying attention to their body saying, hey, I'm full, or hey, I don't want any more of those french fries, I want a salad, or hey, more water please. If they all had a bad day, they're retreating into their phones to get those serotonin responses rather than to each other. 
So when you think about how you're using social and if it's being used in a distracted manner while you're eating or while you're watching a show or while you're supposed to be spending time with your loved ones or your family or even your pets, you really have to think about why am I doing this? What's going on? If you catch yourself or when you catch yourself the next time you're doing something and also checking social media, just stop and focus on one or the other. That's either your 10 minutes a day of your social or you're eating your sandwich. When you do that, you'll start to realize that something in your life is seeking out those serotonin rushes, whether that's you're lonely or you're sad, or maybe you need to go on a walk. There's something in your brain and body that is seeking out that reward. In the future, instead of reaching for your phone and starting to check social, what you might do is ask yourself, do I need to go on a walk? Do I need to do yoga? Do I need to call a friend? Maybe I need to go throw a ball for my dog. There's always something that you can choose to do instead of checking social media that might provide you with that serotonin rush. I also want to encourage you the next time you go out somewhere, whether it's to a restaurant or whatever, don't take any pictures. Or if you do, don't post or share any pictures. Get used to experiencing something without having to document or share it. And as somebody who loves to create content, this was super hard for me. It might not be for you. It's so super hard not to share what you're experiencing, especially if it's fun. I for like 20 years, I had been dying to go to Paris and I wanted to go to Paris so bad. And it was like my dream to go to Paris. Finally make it to Paris and my phone doesn't work. I couldn't post to Instagram when I was in Paris. And I thought it was really funny, but I was actually so glad. What was awesome was that it was really just for me and I was so present and the only pictures that I took were for me and for the joy of taking pictures in Paris. And so the next time you go somewhere, just don't share. Take a picture, take pictures if you want to, but just don't worry about sharing and documenting and posting. And I think that you'll find that it's just, it's you're able to be way more present and you're just able to fully enjoy the experience for you. The third thing I want to address um, is the way that you feel before, during, and after social. So if you were kind of coming up with some negative answers as far as, oh, I feel anxious, or oh, I, I don't feel good after I, I'm on social, I feel angry and frustrated, or I wish I was this, I wish I was taller, thinner, richer, prettier, just more creative, like I'm, ugh, look at my feed, my feed is crap. Those negative types of feelings after being on social are not good and they don't have to be there. You don't have to subject yourself to things that make you feel bad. I'm like a big closet organizer sort of person. I love, you know, home organization tips and tricks and stuff that we all got kind of pseudo obsessed with the first couple of weeks of quarantine where it was like, redo your closet, organize your pantry. I was in heaven <laughs> while everybody else was miserable. I was like, yay, reorganizing my pantry. Anyway, 
There's a rule with closet organization, which essentially says don't keep anything in your closet that makes you feel bad about yourself. I think Stacey London from What Not to Wear (laughs) was the person that kind of coined this idea for me because every time you look at it, you're just going to think, well, that doesn't fit my body and my body is terrible. The same is true with social media accounts. Don't inundate yourself with content that makes you feel bad. If you're on social media, what you're going to want to do is kind of do a closet clean out of all of the content that you follow. If something makes you feel bad, even if it makes you feel bad like, oh, she's so pretty, I wish I was that pretty, or oh my gosh, she travels the world, I want to travel the world. If it doesn't make you feel good, and if it makes you feel like your own life, your one beautiful, precious life that you're living is in any way subpar, don't follow it. There's plenty of stuff out there that you can look at and follow and be inspired by that isn't also going to make you feel bad. If you really want to travel, don't follow somebody that gets these free trips to Tulum. Go follow a travel agent. Follow a website that will give you travel hacks so that you can afford to go to these cool places and take your own pictures. If you're on a fitness journey, follow other people on fitness journeys. Don't follow bikini models. Don't have people in your feed that annoy you. If you can retrain yourself to only follow things that make you feel good and that truly better and inspire your life, instead of bringing out this envy and this sadness, you're going to feel a whole lot better. So don't make yourself and your brain and your heart and your time that accessible to things that make you crazy. Finally, I want to challenge you. If you're only using social as your main primary way of connecting with people, I challenge you to grow out of that and become comfortable with different ways of communicating. And this includes texting, guys. Sorry. So try this. I want you to try, instead of texting, leaving a voice memo. I love voice memos and I use them in my coaching all the time because I hate checking voicemail I hate the little voicemail prompt that comes up. It makes me feel bad about myself. Um, And I don't always want to check it. I'm busy during the day. But if somebody sends me a voice memo, it's this sweet spot between having to check a voicemail and getting a text, which, you know, text, blah. So a voice memo is a great way to reach out to a friend or family member or even a business associate um, so that they can have a human connection with you. They can feel that warmth. The second thing you could try, there's an app called Marco Polo, and it's leaving video messaging, which is also something that I use in my coaching for clients who are really pressed for time. Lastly, the good old phone call. Call somebody you love. One great thing that I noticed about my social media detox was that I was on the phone so much more with all of my family and most of my really close friends from all over the country. It was great. In fact, during my social media detox, I established several regular phone call friends. Now we call each other regularly. And that hasn't happened in years. So that's something to be said for doing a social media detox. And this carries over if you're using social in business too. And I want to leave you with this. Social media is definitely a tool. 
when I came out of my detox, I had to decide, am I going back? And for me, it's the only way that I can really reach a lot of people and make an impact. I can't reach somebody that I've never met and I'm never going to encounter in my circle if I don't somehow use social or use the internet to put myself out there. To completely pull myself away is doing everybody who I can help a huge disservice. You know, if I have something to offer, if I have a service that can really change people's lives have them live happier, better, more fulfilled lives. Why would I want to take that away? I did decide to be on social and I hope that we can connect there. Um, I'm on Insta, Facebook, not Twitter anymore. TikTok, Clubhouse, <laughs> Parlor, Rumble, YouTube. All of my handles are always Beretta Fleur. My goal is to continue on with social and to use it, but not abuse it. And really make it work for me. So as a business, here's what I'm doing. First of all, I'm only doing sponsored posts and ads on platforms that I feel have earned my trust and who treat other users and people on the platform with respect. And if you have been upset by big tech in the past, um, that's something that you can think about doing. And the second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be accessible to people who are looking for my services and people who are interested in the same thing as I am. So if you're looking to use social media in a more, I would say, targeted and intentional way, use it to network. Just focus on what you're using that platform for and use it to promote your business and to network. And that's pretty much it. In closing, I really hope that you will be able to connect with me and I with you on social. And I do think ultimately that there is a good way for social media to be used in our lives. We just have to be responsible. We can't always be accessible. There's a time and there's a place for social, but we really have to do it in moderation the chemical reactions that social media can incite, we shouldn't let those take the place of the real life things that are supposed to make those chemicals happen, such as being hugged by your significant other or playing with your pet or having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, taking a walk. Those types of things are what your body is craving. Those types of things are where your serotonin and your dopamine rushes are supposed to be coming from. Don't let social media rob you of those amazing, pure, beautiful, real life experiences. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Beretta Fleur Du Jour now offers confidence coaching, one-on-one -on -one experiences to help you reach your goals and live your dream life. For more information, go to berettafleur.com slash coaching to get your free quiz.